Hello, everybody. Good evening. And welcome. Hold my friend. Joel? Hello, breadheads. Gather around. It is time to join the gluten gang and carbo load. Welcome to Hold My Bread. The $3,977.68, no, $0.84 cent podcast. We made $0.16 cents right then. <laughs> oh, 91 Oh, we made another 5 oh, We'll watch for this next one, then we'll start the show, and it's up again to 93 It seems good, but we are paralyzed with an action over here. With our portfolio, the GameStop move is no more. Yeah. DraftKings, it's fallen. We know DraftKings, that's a long-term play. We're going to get back in. We can already pick up two more shares than we already had. Yeah. But I am searching for those intermediate stocks. Right. Like something I want to hold for two, three months, then sell it off. Because like DraftKings, I think they might have trouble once the NFL season stops. And like as like... Someone whose job is being a sports radio show host. Shout out to the Props Network. Watch TPN The Walk On. It's like I'm running out of stuff to talk about. And if I'm running out of stuff stuff to talk about, I think the DraftKings stock will be bad. Right. I uh, I agree. I think you're right. I think that uh, we got out. That is the one half of the thing we did correctly. I think getting out of DraftKings when we did was a good idea. And I know we did lose some money on the pulling out of GameStop, but I feel like it's like at least half of it, half of it was good. At least yeah, I'm, but I'm now trying to be- we do have a ton of money just sitting in our account. We're the, uh, the we're the stock trading podcast, and we've not bought anything with it. We're just sitting on it. But maybe that patience is good. I mean, I'm still tempting tempted with the Prop 22 Uber option play. I mean, we don't know that way the ballot's gonna go. So if you we buy that now, we could get into the volatility. But, you know, we are just, it's a pregnant pause. We don't right. we don't know which way the world is going to go. I will be placing a large wager on Joe Biden to win the election. Like, I've got a real shady offshore gambling account that I'm not allowed to talk about on my other show, so I could talk about it here. <laughs> but I'm going I'm to put every penny on Biden, because if I lose, I won't be more upset than I would have been otherwise. Anyways. Right. And if I win... I'll be in as good of a mood yeah. as I would have been anyway. You'll be elated, truly. Yeah, I'll I'm, be elated. I'll, I'll, man, this is, this sucks so bad. All I want to do is have Biden win, trip on acid, win my wager, but I've got a statistics w- exam the next day. It's just not fair. Well, you know, you, sometimes you got to push back the acid trip a few days. You could still, I'm sure you're going to, if, if all those things fall into place, you're going to be sailing so high, I don't think that your not statistics leaving, is going to Leaving my it. job as a poll worker, because I am working the polls that day. That's going to be stressful. Yeah, working the polls. That uh, describes the love life of every girl I've ever dated. Um, you sounded like Eric Bergstrom when you said that. Shouts to Eric Bergstrom, Swedish hero. Do you, there, I only know one bad person from Scandinavia. And it's not him. Yeah, it's this kid, Marcus, I went to camp with Marcus? when I was 11. He sucked. What a Scandinavian name. Yeah, I guess you could also say Anders Breivik, but I still have a Marcus in the number Marcus. one bad spot. Um, yeah, so the Uber option play. That's beyond um, me. I, I, you know, that's, I'll leave that up to you. Google's getting sued, whatever. Yeah, Google's getting sued. It's going to take 10 years. Goldman Sachs, uh, they agreed to pay $2.8 billion in a to settle a... A charge against IMDB, and that ended up they were stealing from a fund in Malaysia. But I thought that Goldman Sachs was in a beef with the Internet Movie Database. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the whole Google thing is crazy. That just happened like today 
or yesterday? Yeah, and my best friend, he's a Google programmer, and, I, he, and he just had a baby yesterday, so it's like, hey, this baby, I'll, I'll raise it since you're spending the rest of your life in jail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, I went on a date. One of the first dates I went on in New York City was with this one uh, woman that worked at Google. We still follow each other on Instagram. Uh, I haven't talked to her in so long. She has a new boyfriend. I've been like engaged. It's just one of those things where it's like we've been following each other for so long for no reason. But she, I remember that was the first thing I remember about her is she worked at Google. I'm sure she's still there. Yeah, you don't forget when someone works at Google. Yeah, exactly. I make those people. I wrote those people down on a list. You well, know? I, I'm always hitting them up when back when we were allowed to. Well, your buddy works at Google. You don't have to say, name names. Yeah. Well, I can't a- actually pronounce his name. He's my best <laughs> friend. And like, you're at his I, wedding. Uh, I was in. His wedding i've no and like every couple of years we're like hey you've been saying my name wrong this whole time like oh, is then, it, then, he's the one having the kid he had the kid oh welcome to the world la yeah it, it, this has probably been the first time that baby's been mentioned on a podcast <laughs> hey is this does this go in the baby book now <laughs> <laughs> yeah clip this out and put it in the baby book for him yeah I will always remember, um, I went to a Google Christmas party and they spared no expense. There was every fancy thing in the world. And the the thing that made the evening great, it wasn't anything they spent money on. It was someone knew all these songs and they played them on piano and it was an impromptu sing-along. It was just a beautiful moment that wasn't necessarily tied to purchasing anything. And granted, there was probably a $60,000 piano there probably for just that, but it seemed all right. Um, how, uh, <laughs> how, oh shit, I forgot what I was going to say, where'd the outline go? Fuck. I have my computer right here, and I, I've got another thing I want to talk about. Well, I mean, are we going to mention the, uh, it's not in the outline, are we going to mention the, uh, Oxycontin ruling? Oh, Purdue went down. This um, morning. They got to pay $8 billion. Um, it's honestly pretty stunning that they're still allowed to be a company, given that ravage. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, you and I are from like places where that. I mean, it's ox- the uh, substance abuse of that level, like or oxycontin and stuff like that. That ex- that extends everywhere. That that everyone affects. Uh, here's that. But you know what I mean? I feel like being in Indiana, it's a big thing in the Midwest. It's a big thing everywhere, obviously. But yeah, I mean, like my favorite uncle, who I love more than any family member, like he was always popping pills. Yeah. And it's just like you grow up and like oh the when you're in your 40s you take vicodin it's just no big thing right, and it's just right. like there is a cycle of usage that people are caught into and that's why right. we do this show it's like people are gunning for us folks we're, we're they're gunning for us with our health they're gunning for our money we've talked about how you know robin hood makes you want to trade options yeah we talk about how pharmacies try and just like overprescribe and get us hooked you know what? We've just lived through this coronavirus. If you can't see me, I am gesturing a lot here. I can fear the wind <laughs> from those big mitts whipping by the mic. But, you know, we just lived through this pandemic. We're living through this pandemic, and no one's saying, like, hey, um, be hydrated, eat eat more plants, uh, take vitamins. Like, yeah. Joe Rogan is. No one's listening. No <laughs> one's listening to Joe Rogan. <laughs> well, I am. I am. You know, if Joe Rogan was not a successful comic and he liked MM basketball instead of MMA and he operated in complete obscurity, <laughs> it would be me. Yeah. Oh, but that's... I'm seven inches taller than Joe, so he'd probably trade it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he would sure trade your lives right now. Let's he, get he would. He might. I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's a close deal. Like Joe, we can talk about it. Bring me to the ranch. We will have a good time, puppy. Well, uh, well, uh, you can't call Joe Joe Rogan puppy. I think we have. I think we'd get along really okay. well. Like, 
But that's neither here nor there. Man, that's the worst podcast segment anyway. Just a guy talking about how he's like Joe Rogan and how they like him. That and yeah, exactly. I mean, there's probably a lot of that out there right now. So don't don't feel too embarrassed. No, and that wasn't. Those aren't my opinions. Someone said that to me when I was on uh, during a ritual in Zion National When you're doing Park. DMT. Whoa, hey, you know, I do a lot of things. Well, I used to. I don't do anymore. I just study statistics. Um. Yeah, uh, yeah, of course. You're literally uh, training to do that better every day. Yeah, and pe- people like okay, I'll get into. I'll say one thing before we get into this episode. A bunch of Peloton pedals fell off. Yeah, like wasn't it like in the twenty-seven thousand tens, tens of thousands? <laughs> but here's the thing, and I don't know how it works, but don't Peloton don't they have replacement pedals? Don't they send you backup pedals? Yeah, and they were. They, if you're using this thing every day. As much as these people show in the commercial, if you're riding miles every day, your pedals your pedals fall off of real bikes. You know? Oh my gosh, we would have made so much money if we bought Peloton. Yeah, remember when we? Yeah, <laughs> that would have been like up five hundred percent. Yeah, I know. Oh well, we didn't. I and I believe that was my decision. Uh, we did make some good decisions. Uh, we just didn't go big enough on them. Like we were really right in OBCI in pinterest in twitter right and you know what we just didn't go hard enough and that's it's better to be rich you could argue i mean you gotta i would yeah i would agree you know you gotta have money to make money we've talked about this a podcast before this is nothing new if you have more money to risk you can we would have you know you double profits and like up 500 if you'd put 10 grand in or something you know Crazy. Yeah, it's insane. Nothing. You can afford to do it. That's why I always do my best gambling when I'm winning, and it's the same with the stock market. Yeah. But we are we're we're conser- we're fiscal conservative here. Just put away a couple, ten percent. We're active investors. Yeah, you know? but like the re- feed the robo advisor first. A robot knows more than you do, so pay the robot, then have a little fun with your skrill on your own time. Yeah, I, I, so I am going to school. I'm done with midterms. Thank fucking God. Um, I'm going to get three A's, and I'm going to get a, like 15% in one class. And people are always asking me, like, oh, what are you studying? And I tell them, like, oh, I'm getting an MBA. I'm getting a master's in finance. And they are stunned. I mean, growing up, I did not believe in money. I did not believe that banks should exist. My best joke in stand-up is about setting a bank on fire. Right. And like, you know, maybe now it makes sense that I have these pursuits. I can tie them with a greater message of financial pragmatism within a paradigm of I'm part of a generation that got shafted from a financial perspective. But back in the day, I was living in a van I wasn't buying into this system. I didn't believe this system even existed. Living like an outlaw. Yeah, I mean, I was. There was a period in my life where I had to steal food to get by. Right. Like I would just go into um, a Ralph's grocery store. I'd put energy bars in my boots and I'd walk on out. Shout out to Ralph's. Yeah, shout out to Ralph's. Thanks for letting me steal. And like, I didn't even. I don't have think a- they let you steal. Like you just got away with it. Yeah, and like. <laughs> I didn't have a bank account for seven straight years of oh, my 20s. Man. You know, it's like you and John Dillinger. <laughs> yeah, the two big boys. Yeah, no <laughs> bank account for him either. Yeah, when I first lived in New York, I would take, I would get my checks. I would take them to the ca- check cashing place, which again, that's such a ripoff. It's predatory towards the most vulnerable populations, which is why it's a good business model. 
that's how the game works. Um, <laughs> but I would just keep all that cash in my room. Right. And like, I was somehow flagged so harshly that I needed a, an active employee at a bank to go to his managers and say like, hey, this guy should have a bank account. Right. So, you know, you wanted to do an episode. I think some of our listeners, they've wanted to do an episode on credit scores. And so I just thought I would share a bit of my journey. And over this this time, back when I was living in a van, you know, you might be surprised that my credit was less than great. Well, yeah, I uh, I don't want to stereotype or assume much, but I assume people that live in a van, they may not have the best credit. Unless you're, uh, oh, man, the guy from Free Solo. Like, I lived in a van, he probably had pretty good credit. Yeah, he probably had good credit. But yeah. it, it is, it, it builds up, because, like, I had student loans, and, like, did I, did I hate these systems, or did I just not know how they worked? And a, right. lot, of, a lot of times, like, men in particular... They will dismiss the idea of their student loans and be like, no, I'm never going to pay that. It's going to get canceled. Then all of a sudden, like, I know a big crop of dudes that are like approaching their 40s and they're like, there's no even, they've still not taken a phone call about their student loans. Right. And you know, that fucks your credit. And so I, I, I brought my credit up from uh, 487 seven years ago. You brought it up from that? Yeah, so it was what at is it 487. now? 487. Are, are we going to say our credit scores at the same time? Uh, why are we going to say it at the same time? Wait, yeah, we got it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up. I'm going to... I have a text message. I'll show it to you right now. You want me to go first? Do you want to go I'm first? Gonna, I'm going to look mine up right on the show. I'm going to set... I mean, the bar is too high. I got... Nobody has as good credit as I have. For... It's, it's going to be great. I, I'm blown away. And do, do you... Give the context. What is the scale for credit? So uh, the scale for credit, there's like the there's like different credit scores, and then there's like FICO score, and we'll kind of get into that a little bit more as to what this what that is. But um, the a credit score is made up of a couple different things. Uh, obviously, um, the range though is from where is it? I just had it pulled up. Three hundred to eight fifty. Three hundred to eight fifty, um, and it includes. Credit cards. Well, that's what I learned. We're going to get into that. There's a lot of stuff we have to get into because there's a lot of different ways you can build credit. There's like your credit cards. Um, it's very important to actually have varied credit, which I just learned about when I was researching this episode. Did you already know about that? That it's important to have good credit? No, no. Different types of credit. Not, oh. One way to improve your credit is to like diversify the credit you have. Yeah, because it's not just one factor. It's... So I'm... I'm it's late payments, it's oldest accounts, it's the amount of your credit you're using, it's the total balances you have, how many recent checks you have, and how much credit is available to you. And I see, I can even look that it's 40% is my payment history, 21% is my credit history, 20% is my usage, 11% of my total balances, 5% are credit checks, and 3% available credit. So it's all about those late, late payments. And I know my credit is going to go down soon. Right. Well, so it's funny you say that because people like people have been improving their credit during coronavirus. Not everybody, um, but I've seen, I'm sure it's different for everybody. But like that's the thing that like I've been reading a lot about is the banks and things like that. People's credit scores are going up during coronavirus for different reasons, which I think and is, the, is it just like right. the math of people borrowing money makes it inflates the system? So it's like people getting these hand, like the, the government uh, assisted the extra unemployment and the 
um, stimulus and stuff like that. And then, and like, what is it? 35% out of a thousand, uh, out of 1200 people surveyed 35% use their stimulus to pay down debt. So I think that's a big thing is like people are getting this little extra people that are lucky enough are getting excess cash and uh, they're using it in responsible ways, which I think is great. That's a huge help right now. And 20 year old me would look at this and they'd be like, oh, someone's getting a stimulus to help them get by and they're just using it to pay off their obligation. I mean, that's a little counterintuitive and it's like a little bit dystopian that like, oh, here's your life preserver. And instead of using life preserver, you're just, you know, just putting a little bit more dirt in your hole you're digging out of. Oh, you, oh, you think it's bad? So you think it's bad? Yeah, I think it's bad. I think I'm not it, saying pay off all your credit. I'm not, you obviously should have... Well, there's different types of debt. That's another thing we were going to break down. It's like there's things you should you should make sure you can eat and live and take care of yourself before like you there are, there are positives like out of any negatives, and I think this might be a case in point. Like the system's so rigged, maybe people improve their scores. It's just like... If you get coronavirus, you probably have a lot of time to catch up on television shows. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's a bit extreme, but yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, and obviously, it's like not everyone is lucky enough to do this, but I was like, there's, get I don't coronavirus? Think there's... Yeah. You can be immune if you live I in mean, a I've southern been... state. Nick Saban can't transmute it to anybody. Yeah. I've been trying. Um, but yeah. So there's like a FICO score too, which is uh, a combination of a bunch of different things. Um, which FICO, I didn't realize this. Have you heard of this before? Do you know what this is? FICO score? Yeah. So it's like actually a company that basically came up with their own calculation to calculate a credit score. And it's super accurate. It's um, like the most trusted, supposedly. And it's actually a company that's traded on uh, the S&P 400. Uh, so it's a company you can, it's like a lending company. So FICO originally, Fair Isaacs and Company is what it stands for. It's a data analytics company based in San Jose, California. And there, and are, there they, are three credit agencies, and your score will never be the same from all of them. Right. And it's Equifax, which I think is FICO. It's Experian and TransUnion. So they, you have a report from all three. And I will say that if you do it on a consumer website, I noticed this from being a real estate agent for a few years, it's always like a few points off. Usually it skews high on right. something. Which makes sense, you know, it's a consumer product, so it's inflated to make the result more palatable. Um, yeah, absolutely. F uh, the FICO scores are used 90% of top lenders. So it's like the, pretty much the, it is the standard for the most part. Oh, what's your score, by the way? Uh, 727. Oh, if I'm 720, he's got me beat. Yeah. <laughs> for th being 30 years old, uh, I mean, it's not great, but it's it's pretty good. That's, I think on the scale, uh, let me see, the scale is, that's considered pretty good. Um it is, uh, eight, in the 800s, it's considered, like, exceptional. Yeah, if you're in the 800, even if you're, if you're above 700, you're good. If you're high sixes, I can rent you an apartment. Yeah. If you're in the sevens, I definitely can. If you're in eights, yeah, you, you, you probably own the place, and your parents put it in your name, and you didn't realize it. Yeah, credit scores 580 to 669 are considered fair. 670 to 739 are considered good. 740 to 799 are considered very good, and 800 and up are considered excellent. So 727 for me, I'm, you know, that's not bad. Considering like I said, I'm pretty young. I don't have varied credit. Like I don't, I've only ever had credit cards. Um, I've never like built my credit in any other really way. Yeah. So. I just, you saying that I just imagined, um, Wayne and Garth from Wayne's world getting their credit scores back 800s. And these boomer asses now are just like, excellent. Excellent. <laughs> Party time. Yeah. 
before FICO, though, like FICO's like, I don't know. Obviously, I don't know that much about it, but it's like FICO's like a better way for them to. Because I was, this is another thing when I was researching for this episode is the way they used to issue lines of credit years ago was so fucking. I mean, it's still probably super racist and super like discriminatory in different ways, but it's like the way that they used to just be able to deny you credit based on your like gender and like things like that. Like, I was thinking about that. It blew my mind. Yeah, and credit is not an old idea. Credit is not even, like, Adolf Hitler did not know what credit was. It was invented <laughs> in 1950. Right. And it, I guess it started from the diner's club card. And, you know, now it's this very pervasive thing. I mean, when I'm young and I'm wrong at this thing, it's just like, oh, it's made up and it's imposed on us. And it, like, directs so many societal functions. And, right. like... Right now, I don't have like good credit because I worked on it. And I chose to have good credit. I have right. it because it's just like you have to actively do it. Is the what, or it can just be the byproduct of a healthy life. So also I also that that's I, what I have. That's what I mean. I'm lucky enough. My mom works has worked at a bank, so I learned very young. It's very you know I learned. Man, yet we've never had her on the podcast. I mean, she would probably do it. I don't know. Uh, this is the perfect episode. She's the one that pulled my credit score for me today, and like. Yeah, did all this shit and gave she, me all this information and she, taught me and she's very educated yeah but i don't think i could deal with that hey why do you why do you keep calling my daughter tiffany i was like well i don't know but it's something i do yeah <laughs> it's become a thing yeah i do it um all right so do you want to this is like and i was glad i did this because it's like a lot of people were reached like talking about doing an episode about credit scores and ways to improve because sometimes like you you know you eventually figured out what you needed to do and were able to raise your credit score. Well, you raised it a lot and a little. Why? Well, I, I actually improved it from just treating, paying myself first. Like my credit looks good because I have money in the bank and I, I have a ton of student debt, but I don't have any credit card debt at the moment. Right. So, you know, just by giving myself that nest egg and like, I have more than I owe. And that's like what the equation is. Right. Um, yeah. And, but there, well, that, I mean, that's obviously simplified, but that's like, there's different ways to do that. Um, there's a good way to break it down with bills. Cause it's like, I feel very lucky where I'm in a situation where it's like, I've paid down. I don't have really any credit card debt. I don't have any student loan debt. Like I'm okay in that me not having student loan debt. People used to, I got so much shit for that. Not going to college, not going to college. And now people are like, it's so smart you didn't go to college. And a fun, a fun game for our listeners would be to listen to this episode and try and steal Matt's identity and put things in his name so he does have debts. So he could listen back later like, oh, I don't have any debt. Like, yeah, hey, you will. No, <laughs> uh-uh, I got my fucking good luck. No, don't do it, please. I, I'm, don't ruin my life. Um, I, uh, but so like there's different levels of debt to pay down. There's the stuff I was kind of mentioning this earlier. It's like high priority stuff. That's like rent, utilities, car loans, car leases. Those are things that are like if you if they're not paid, they could directly affect you immediately. Pretty and quick. The utility industry must lobby like all academic financial textbooks so hard because it's always thrown in there. I've never cared about my utilities. They get paid always, but it's I would not consider them a high priority, and I take it as an affront that I, I'm always told that they matter. You don't think it's important that you have like heating and lights and water? You don't think that's a high priority? No, not for me personally. Yeah, of course, because you, you lived in a van. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Some people want to live in houses with water. 
You, <laughs> Jesus, it's a high priority. Yeah, but everyone's caught up with this keeping up with the Joneses mentality. Yeah. Oh, our neighbors have a running toilet. Yeah, well. We don't have a running toilet. I can't shower. So I go to work and I'm dirty and I smell bad. They fired me because of that. So well, now you, I'm fucked. You don't like that job anyhow. And I think we've all been hoping you get a better job. And hey, welcome back to unemployment. Oh, <laughs> hey, how are you going to get a new job when you can't shower and you go to all your job interviews and you're well, not clean? Well, maybe if someone was a little nicer to World Gym when they canceled his account, he'd have a place to shower in the uh, neighborhood. I don't think so. I'll never. I'm a lover scorned. I'll never return. I got my kettlebell. I'm fucking rock climbing. I'm doing it my way. Well, he's got one kettlebell. How was how the... 35-pound kettlebell. Is there a, a full sentence? No, you were going to say you have one kettlebell. No. Like, like it's one is not enough. No, I was going to ask if you went rock climbing this Monday. Huh? I, go, I didn't go this Monday because I had strep throat. But I've gone... Oh, I didn't realize you used your tonsils to get out there. I had strep. I couldn't go. I was contagious. The doctor said you have 48 hours of contagion. And so wh- wh- what time Monday did he tell you that? He told me that on Sunday. <laughs> okay, he told you that on Sunday? Yeah. All right, I feel really good about you talking into my... Eli Sayers is going to be in that talking into that mic I'm later. not... I don't have it anymore. I yeah. took antibiotics. All right. I'm, I'm not contagious anymore. Didn't you hear me say 48 hours? Sometimes yeah, I talk. I, you know, I did hear you say that, but uh, you know. <laughs> that's, not, that's not how you talk when you have stress. It's a high degree. No, I'm, I'm just doing my mulling. You, you sound like you have emphysema. That's not, uh, I, yeah, okay. Um, so high, the high priority bills, obviously very important. Um, Do you think you'll ever see someone suck a jewel pod through a hole in their throat in your lifetime? Yeah, I bet there's a YouTube video of that. Yeah. It's got to exist. Somebody's got somebody makes a million dollars a month doing doing tricks out of their neck hole. <laughs> they do the vape. They do the that'd be that's pretty good. What about a stripper with a neck hole? She shoots ping pong balls out of that. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Um, oh man, isn't it? This is such a cis male podcast today. We're talking about women. You didn't say it was a female stripper. Yeah, a male stripper. Uh, we, we're not gay, but we like to support the arts. So we go there and we watch him shoot ping pong balls out of his neck hole. <laughs> yeah. Men can shoot. Listen up, ladies. Men can shoot ping pong balls out of their body too. It's that's not just, you might be able to fit more, but we can also shoot them. Not just for girls. <laughs> the ping pong ball game in Thailand is dominated by women. No longer. Um, we're bringing it to the States. Whatever. Okay, so student loan debt, uh, you mentioned that. Um, I don't know much about student loan debt, but if it, it seems like it's not much of a priority as much of, you know what I mean, it's not going to affect your life directly, even though it will, but, you know, immediately. Low price debt, nope, low priority debts are credit and uh, car, like credit cards and stuff like that. Obviously, those things are, it's all important when it comes down to it, but it's like, make sure you can pay. It's almost like paying yourself. Make sure you have a place to live. Make sure you can handle your bills. And another reason why these scores are up during coronavirus is places can't report you for being late on rent. Like, right. I didn't pay my my rent for a couple months. I was leveraging my landlord, and I knew this information that I couldn't be reported. So I used the details to my advantage. I worked out a deal that wouldn't end up affecting my credit, and everyone went away happy. Renzo, if you're listening, I miss you. Right. Well, here's the thing. Under normal circumstances, lenders cannot report your late payment uh, to the bureau uh, until 30 days after the payment is due. But because like, there's a cr- the corona relief bill, there's a new provision um, that amends the Fair Credit Reporting Act slightly for these temporary emergency conditions. Which I think, obviously, that's you know a special situation, but I don't know if that has anything to do with what you just mentioned, but it might. Yeah, I think it's the same thing. Um, the section states that if you are granted uh, deferment 
or forbearance. Uh, your lenders cannot report any missed payments as delinquencies during this period to the credit bureau. So if you're not, uh, and I'm sure there, hopefully there aren't, but I'm sure there's some exceptions to this case where people aren't lucky enough and they are still, you know, being punished for this. But it's good to know that there's some steps being made. So, so either way, um, that's kind of like the debt breakdown for like what I could, what I did for the podcast sort of thing. So that's obviously left out a little bit, but or left out a lot. But so the steps to improving your credit. Um, this is the thing that I did it, that. I have a credit card that I use. There's some things you're just always going to buy, right? Yeah. There's always things. I'm always going to be buying Metro cards. I'm always going to be buying, um, you know, people always buy their coffee, things like that. It's like use one credit card to buy the things you always buy. And then it's not, because I look at it this way. It's like either going to come out of my bank account or it's going to go in the credit card. And it's like it, me putting on the credit card is the same as it coming out of the bank account as long as you pay. Exactly. Pay your bill on time. And you can do this. if and you that builds your credit every time you do that. And if you want to add some points to it, then there's another like positive reinforcement of this behavior. So living in the hotel now, I pay my I pay my rent with my credit card. Yes. I pay it off immediately. Yes. I owe Michigan $2,000 in registration fees. And we're recording from that state right now. Um, I'm going to put those on my Amex and pay them off like directly. Yes. That's exactly it. So it's like putting things. That's that's exactly what's on here. Obviously, uh, utilities and rents. I didn't know you can do this, but like you can like make it so your rent pay. And I'm sure mine doesn't. I pay rent every month. I've been lucky enough to pay rent rent every month. Even when I was gone, I paid rent every month on time. But I don't think that's going towards my credit score. Yeah, you want to ask Carmen to report to the agencies. Yeah. <laughs> hey, when you when you get a minute while trying on wigs, um, would you write a letter to Experian for me? Yeah. Hey, actually, if you don't mind, would you make sure that the government knows I live in a windowless room? Uh, could you could you really inform? No, I don't want them to know. But if you can, if you're in a position, make sure that your rent and utilities are being added on your credit score because that's the thing you're going to pay for every time. Um, you can also. If you can afford rent, put the rent on your credit card and then pay that off. It's like going an extra step, but it's it'll it's good for your credit. That'll, that'll raise your credit. If you're going to pay for it anyway, and that's a big part of it is paying off your credit card every month. You don't have to pay it off every month, but you want to make at least one payment every month. If you can make two, uh, that's further down the list here, but that is an, that's an even better way to get improve your credit. If you can make two payments, uh, two decent-sized payments every month, Instead of making one big one, make two decent ones. That's going to improve your credit right there. So I think that's a thing that I... Yeah, and it's, it feels it's, like a hack, but it's not. And you don't need to even like spend money on this. It's just like organizing your spending in advance. Like I think bad financial habits are when you're just kind of getting a cycle where you're just going, 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 going. But if you can have, set a degree of intention with your purchases and if you can make these just like basic financial transactions that you have to do just to exist as a person go in your favor. I think that's just a great step that everyone should take part in. And like, I, why is this not being taught in high schools? Right. And it's not impossible. It's not hard if you are given the opportunity and you're educated on it. And it's like, if you step on the right, if you start on the right foot, it's because you can just kind of take these steps and expand them in bigger ways. It's like investing in that, like, if we just talked about this, but it's like when you have more money, you can make more money. And, like, financial health is intersectional. It's not just, oh, have it, saving money. It's not just investing. It's not just credit. But, you know, like, all these aspects, they're the side effects of a financial life well lived. Right. And it's, yeah, that's a, that's a great way to put it. 
Um, so yeah, paying debt down, paying it on time, but paying it if you can twice. Um, getting a credit card itself and using it well. Uh, it's like... Yeah, I did this first part as a teenager. The second part, I did not... Um, I, I, what's the dumbest thing you've ever bought? Oh, I, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's the dumbest, but I, I feel like I've definitely spent way too much money on shoes that I don't need to spend. Yeah. I have shoes I haven't worn. This is this is something I bought. Oh, I bought with oh, I a with, with a credit card, a Tenorion. I have I do have a. Oh, is this for like <laughs> making electronic music? I I don't make music. I I charged this to my card when I was twenty. Oh boy, you still have it? No. Oh, thank God. I mean, it is cool. Yeah, but why? There's so many buttons. I um. I bought some of that Travis Scott McDonald's merch. That's oh, that's pretty stupid. My mom got some Travis Scott shit mailed to her this week. She didn't know who Travis Scott was. Who mailed it to your mom? I don't know. I think she gets like those Chinese fishing things. She sent me this picture right here. I don't. I haven't it. gotten mine yet, and uh, I want it. Um, Are you sure? Yeah, she got an Astro World flag mailed to her. What? That's so <laughs> weird. Yeah. And like, that's so funny. She was texting me, like, um, she says, I got this in a mail. Does it mean anything to you? And I was like, no, it's a piece of Travis Scott memorabilia. Right. And that's it, wild. Yes. Yeah, so she got that. And that's some not the pants. McDonald's stuff, though. No, but I mean, mom, I know you listen to the show. That's some hype beast stuff, you know? That somebody's, somebody's, what if my mom goes all hype beast? Yeah, she comes in. I mean, have, there's an Instagram account I follow that's just this like grandfather that dresses super cool. It's really great. He's got like, just outfits that cost thousands of dollars. I got her some white Air Force Ones and she regifted them. And I'm like, come on, you're a lady in Detroit. That's your move. Yeah. I do. You know how many times I've tried to get my mom and to be like, mom, wear these nice shoes. They're very comfortable. You like them. She won't do it. Yeah. I wear the Birkenstocks for her. She won't wear the Air Force Ones for me. It seems like a bit of a one way street. Yeah. Um, this is a wild way to this. To, this is. This is like a way, the final way, not the final way, but another way you can raise your credit on here is... If you fight the head of the treasury and win, yes. anytime, anywhere, he could be out to dinner with his family. <laughs> yep. He could be going to the post office because yep. it's important to use them these days. Yep. If you beat up the, the whoever the head of the treasury is, you get an 850 credit score. So uh, it's uh, important to have that news out there as well. Yes, it is very important. I mean, because of uh, the Congress passed this coronavirus virus relief bill, you're He's literally required to fight you if you challenge him. And, you know, just to be clear, you know, sometimes I do joke about things on the pod and they're like, this is not one of those cases. If you fight the head of the Treasury, you get a perfect credit score. I don't make the rules. I just report them. Yeah, exactly. We're a news source. Um, this is a, a bit... This is if you only if you trust somebody. This kind of goes with step three. Uh, this is kind of like that scene in Shawshank Redemption. Do you trust your wife? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, the other thing I want to mention real quick before we moved on is each month, if you can, if you can just get a credit card and you start and you pay it off every month, I've there's different theories on this. Always, I try and always keep a balance on a credit card, just small, twenty dollars, ten dollars, whatever. Um, but there's also a theory that if you don't, if you pay it off every week, every month, you don't have debt. You can't have debt if you pay off debt. You know what I'm saying? So that's also a good thing to do. Pay off Either way. Um, there's a thing you can do that I read this. I saw this on Reddit and I had to see if it was actually real. But if you have a family member, if you're not a maniac and you're not going to go spending like crazy, if you have a family member, uh, 
see if they'll add you as an authorized user on their credit card account. This would be good if for like if a kid. If, I feel like this is like a oh, a so then you, the thing. amount of credit you have in your name goes up. So yeah, so if you like get a family member to authorize the, your use on their credit card account, um, many banks and issues they'll report accountability or account activity to both the cardholders and the authorized users on the account. So you can kind of piggyback on someone else's credit. Uh, to improve yours. Yeah, no, that's um, smart. I like that one a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I think this is a good, this could be good for anybody, but this is like a type of thing where I'm like, oh, this would be good to do. If I had a kid, this is what I would do to kind of help them build credit because yeah, I should put, I should put that baby's name on my credit card that's today. Right. <laughs> yes, ruin that kid's credit. No, that should happen <laughs> a lot. Uh, oh, babies really? get, oh, babies get credit cards called out in their name and they turn 18 and they're like, you owe us this much money and you have, your credit is terrible and it's because their parents were such fucking assholes. But I'm not the parent. I'm just uh, the parent's friend from college. Because <laughs> still, you're just an adult taking advantage. You're, imagine ruining a child's financial life before they can even speak. No. What a monster. <laughs> no, I'm going to help it. Okay. that's Yeah, that, okay, there you go. I want, I want him to have access to the all the little credit I have out there. Um, also, you need to. It needs to be somebody with good credit. You, if you have a credit score of six hundred and your friend, or no, six hundred. No, let's go. We'll go five hundred. Uh, and your uh, friend has five hundred. You can't co. You can't just be two whirling dervishes circling each other. You need to have one person that has good credit. Um, so yeah, this is a risky thing. If you don't trust the person, make sure you trust the person because if they fuck up, you fuck up, and if you fuck up, they're not going to be happy. So, um, and if you marry someone, don't doesn't your credit merge? Yeah, it can be. Who drank out of this already? I mean, no one drank out of it. Okay. But if you if you get married, your credit merges. Right. So that's a good reason. To get married. Yeah, to get married. Yeah. But That's know, right, ladies. You hear that? 727, but single wait, as hell. Ladies, when you, no. when you vet a guy, don't be asking him, oh, where'd you go to school? What do you do for a living? You want to ask him. If you want that credit score, ask him, hey... Have you ever beat up the head of the treasury? Yeah. You want to see me leg wrestle the head of the treasury? And then we got proposed on his body. Oh, Clap. that's the move. Yeah. Defeat him and then you will marry me. Yeah, I think someone would propose to you just as that happened. Just they want half of the 850 credit score. That's a good loan rate. Look, I'm just hoping that no women walking by heard that I have a 727 credit score. Otherwise, I'm not going to make it home. You know what I mean? I'm going to get mopped. I didn't bring my life oh, jacket. He got I'm going to all this ass. He got one of those plain credit scores. Yeah, yeah. Well, he right in the middle. <laughs> I like that. He's right in the middle ass. He ain't, it ain't a big jet, but it's a jet. Yeah, damn. <laughs> Hilarious. Um... Let's see. So this is, uh, if you're able to make small payments, we talked about this. Make small payments throughout the month if you can. If you can make two payments, uh, do that. Um, there's also a thing called uh, credit utilization, which I didn't uh, which I didn't know about before. This is actually another thing. So it's called credit, it's your credit utilization ratio. It's basically like a ratio of like how much you buying power you have versus how much debt you have. Yeah, you want to have your ratio of less than 30%. If you really want to have your score go up, go less than 10%. That's basically what I'm doing. So that's like, I'm trying to keep my accounts active. You obviously want to keep them active, um, but I'm trying to keep a base level of debt because if I can keep that ratio good, it raises your your, your, uh, yeah, but your could, score. Couldn't Under this practice, couldn't shouldn't you figure out what day the credit's reported? Because if your payment's due on the 13th and you have that balance and your credit is reported to these agencies on the 11th, right. you would always have balance every week. So I think just by the calendar, you could undermine it. So 
I think it'd be worth asking those questions to your credit card company before you were to embark on that's this a good, journey. That's a good point. I know that my credit when I pay my credit card, I pay it online and it has like a thing that's like next payment due. So I don't know if that has, I don't know where that obviously lines up with the credit score reporting, but I, I don't know if that's a continuous thing they do. You know what I mean? Because it's like, I do feel like I'm my credit, uh, my credit limit got raised a couple months ago and I don't know if that's because maybe they did a credit Maybe my score went up then, and that's what happened. Or I don't know how. I don't know when they report, but that's a very good uh, thought to have. Maybe somebody that works there would know that for sure. But uh, yeah, so basically, ten percent utilization obviously would look like if your limit is ten thousand, you have one thousand dollar balance on it. Um, yeah, that's. I didn't know about that until uh, doing some research. So I thought that was good. Um, I use this is the one other way I built credit is. The if you again, it kind of goes back to what I was saying. If you're gonna, if you know you're gonna spend the money on it, put it on a credit card and then pay it off. Um, and I did that with uh, my laser eye surgery. That's what I did with my laser. Whoa, I put, that was supposed to be a secret. I've ta- we've talked about it on the podcast. <laughs> we talked about it on the podcast. I just didn't want it to be a thing. Like when I first came back, I didn't want it to be a whole thing. But so what I do, I got laser eye surgery, um, and I put it all on a credit card, and then I just paid it off. Again, I'm lucky to be able to do this, but I paid it off in like three payments it's like if you know you're gonna it's not you don't want to put it's complicated because you don't it's not complicated but you don't want to put um a big bill on a credit card that you know is going to sit there for a long time yeah exactly But if it's something you know you're going to pay off pay it off as quick as you can and put it on the credit card and that jumped my credit score i'm sure that helped a ton yeah, and I, I wrote a, a song about that very thing you're talking about to help our users remember it okay so um you wrote this very quickly. We built this credit. Yeah, yeah. We built this credit. Yeah, yeah. We built this credit from paying bills. <laughs> Pay off real quick. Otherwise, your score will get dicked. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, that's great. Pretty good. You're good at improv, you know? That was nice. We're going to put that on iTunes, make a fortune. Um. Yeah, so I think if you can do that, that's great. Like I said, it kind of goes back to what I said. If you know you're going to pay it, put it on your credit card anyway. And, yeah. you know, having good credit, it'll help you get an apartment. It'll help you get more credit cards if you want to get a home. And it's weird. Like, we grew up in this age where a lot of people, we the financial conditions were so hard that a lot of people, they just kind of let go of these financial aims like right out of school. Right. So, I mean, people I... People graduate high school being like, I'll never own a house. Yeah, and like... Hey, I, I understand that it's really harsh conditions. They're just the very facets of being alive can be too expensive for some people, but these are the first steps of that journey. Right. Credit cards do have, tend to have, I mean, for sure have higher interest rates, which is another thing that's very, you know, that's why I said you don't want to let a big bill sit on a credit card because that can add up very quickly. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I think those are just some... I. I, those are some ideas that I think that some of them I've heard before, some of them I hadn't heard before. Yeah, and debt can be like really daunting and like it can really keep you down. But, you know, once you're able to flip the tables, your credit starts to work as an asset for you. Right. Oh, you know what? Actually, I forgot to bring one thing up. You said this because when they, you were talking about reporting um, the credit and when to pay your card off and stuff like Was that. Was this a song thing? No, I'm not a, I'm not a song guy. Um but you can also check your credit report for mistakes. People, they make mistakes. I mean, if you really are like set on improving your credit score and you really want to um, 
you're willing to do the work to, to do it, you can check your credit score and you can have your credit report and you can see it's like if you paid a bill on time, if you can prove all that. I mean, you can do that and those mistakes do happen, I would imagine. Otherwise, they wouldn't let you do you're that. But you're annoying can, of enough of a customer, the world can be yours. Yeah, exactly. Like, that goes all the way down to your credit report. It's all sections. Squeaky wheel gets the grease and that's true of our capitalist economy as well. Look, there's somebody working at a credit card company right now waiting to hear from you. All right? So give them a call uh sign up for the bread card we have great mileage um if you uh, we give reward points where joel will give you a piggyback ride i will do that yeah that's the all it's redeemed for though yeah if, and if you save your points you can go to matt's birthday um oh uh, yeah my birthday is uh, that where it, i'm gonna meet the new lady in the cabin it's gonna be a boys trip okay i think, I think yeah. it's gonna be a boys yeah, trip yeah make it a boys trip yeah, yeah. Keep, boy keep, that Gabby will be so mad at you. Do it. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. No, because if I invite one woman, I got to invite all the women. Yeah. And we hate women, don't we, Fel? No, I don't know. <laughs> I did think about inviting uh, Taylor, and I don't know. It's too much pressure, and you don't want to have her around our friend Jack. She, that means they know each other. Okay, but still, just generally speaking. <laughs> right. I, um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I haven't really thought that far out. There's a, new, a lot of new things have come to light recently, so the whole... I don't know if we're going to be planning Breadfest uh, or the, what was it called? The Bread... Uh, uh, gathering of the Financial Juggalos. Yes, the Gathering of the Financial Juggalos. <laughs> that might be on hold. I don't know. I might uh, go to LA for a couple months um, since it's going to be shitty here. All right, that's a good call. Yeah, so... Prostilitize out there. We can have the Gathering of the Financial Juggalos on the beach. Yeah, so I'm thinking about doing that and then uh, who knows? I don't know. And you're just going to give tours of Rock Center remotely? Uh, I, yeah, I haven't told them about that. <laughs> this here's an episode of 30 Rock. <laughs> Yeah, and this is where they filmed Seinfeld. Most of that was filmed out on the West Coast, so it's not a lie. Um, all right, well, how long have we been going? You got anything? This has been a fun episode. I enjoyed this. I was looking forward to this. Hopefully, it was informative. Yeah. I feel like I talked a lot. Yeah, we switched roles. Matt did the work, and I just kind of showed up, had a good time. The tables have turned. Yeah, doesn't it feel good? It does. I like this. Yeah. Keep, keep doing work. I, yeah. like, I like this role. I got to make up songs. Yeah. I, got to rep- I did give some good reporting of facts with that thing about... Um, if you beat up the head of the treasury, you get a perfect credit score. I yeah, think yeah. I found that in my research, and that was a good yeah, thing for people to that know. That was good. I think that got lost in the Oxycontin news, actually. So it's good that we, good you found that and brought it to our attention. Yeah. So I, I if you didn't follow the news, Oxycontin is um, legal. I believe that. Was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oxycontin <laughs> stocks are soaring right now. Uh, the Canadian Oxycontin stock. People talk about Canadian weed. Mm-mm. Canadian Oxy. Can- Canadian Oxy stock. <laughs> That's what we're investing in next. Yeah, I mean, if we were just hung out with a higher class of slime ball, we yeah. would have been thinking about that. Yeah, there's guys. Uh, the tra- that's absolutely right. The trailer park mo- boys made a killing in the stock market today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All well, right. Um, I think that's it. I'm doing. I'm, I'm doing still some stand up New York shows. Uh, I'm doing. Oh, Halloween! I'm doing Halloween. I'm doing Tiny Cupboard on Halloween, seventeen seventeen Broadway, seven o'clock. Natalie Cuomo show. Very excited. I will be performing in costume. Um, what are you gonna be? Oh, you gotta come to find out. I'll, he doesn't I'll, know. I do know. I ordered it already. It's on its way. Um, yeah, so I'll be in costume performing, doing a set on the rooftop. It's gonna be very fun. I'm excited. Wait, will you whisper it in into my? Ear I'll song? tell you. Tell we, whisper. No, me. when the mics are off. Okay, he's whispering. Yeah. Wait, I think blackface is always like pretty offensive. <laughs> no, it's a commentary on the election. You don't understand. I, I mean, just to hear that you have a lot of shoe polish on the way doesn't <laughs> tell me that it's a good costume idea. No. 
Damn, now you're gonna you're gonna make me say what it is so they know what it's not. I mean, I, I, do no, people even know you. who Sammy Davis Jr. is? <laughs> <laughs> nobody even nobody believes. Um, yeah, I'm gonna be Bane, and it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, that is cool. <laughs> it's gonna be so easy. That's cool. Muscles glinting in the wind, yeah. riding my you know girls. How they glint in the wind. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna. I'm not gonna wear a shirt. I'm gonna borrow Gabby's moped, and I'm gonna ride up and down Wall Street. <laughs> That's my plan. That's funny, uh, and you're gonna. Go to a Steelers game. Unfortunately, Halloween is on a Saturday, so the traders will be at home. But you know what? I'll be in their ranks someday. Yeah. They're going to see me on the trading floor in a few years after I get my degrees. They're like, hey, weren't you the Bane guy? And I'll say, of course. But of course. <laughs> I was born in finance. You merely adopted it. By the time I'd seen the gains, I was merely a child or whatever he says. I was an adult. I don't remember him. Talk to me about the gathering of the financial juggalos. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so come to that if you got no Halloween plans. It's fun. Socially distanced masks. Halloween's going to be... Got to wear a mask for Halloween, you know? Big mask. This is the biggest time in the world to wear a mask for Halloween. Oh, it's huge. And that's what brought me to the Bane costume. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm bald. I look like I do push-ups and eat deli sandwiches, and I have to wear a mask. That's Bane. And you look like you fought Batman in a sewer. I, I, I do look like that. You got that. bruises and you're all cut up and you're sweaty. I don't know. Um, Man. I'm... All right. That's the episode, eh? Thanks for listening, everybody. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Um, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>